Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. Well, we got so many questions for our Q&A last week that we had to put this into two separate episodes. I know. I got so many DMs about it, too. Really? That made me feel good. Yeah. Saying that they liked the episode. Oh, good. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I know. We should like make this number one. We just put it at the beginning and like this can be your introduction <laughs> to us. Hopefully <laughs> it worked that way. <laughs> I know. Instead of the first few episodes where we were just like figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, you want to dive into some questions? Yeah. Pick, pick one. Pick your poison. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. The first one on the list, I feel like is an interesting one. Do you enjoy being bigger than your partner? That's a weird question. I I, feel I guess like, it's not. I think it's a weirdly weird. worded question. Yeah. Like, do I? Is it something that turns me on? Mm-hmm. No. no. But is it something that bothers me? Also, no. No, it did for a long time for me. It did, and then it wasn't until I dated like the skinniest man of all time, and he still somehow made me safe and secure and feel like, like enveloped is that a word yeah like in his arms like and I didn't the my size didn't matter at that like it just floated away it took that happening for me to realize like my me being bigger isn't a thing yeah I love that just depends on the person oh absolutely uh what's one thing you can't survive without do we want to make this like plus size like tool related or just like one thing we can't survive without mega babe for sure right mega babe for sure i even use it in the winter when i wear tights do you yeah because like when there's the line they can get scratchy Mm. and so i'll wear it Mm -hmm. and then the antifungal the tea tree antifungal shampoo uh not shampoo i'm sure there is a shampoo but the body wash (laughs) is like yeah teach i used to use tea tree like the paul mitchell Mm -hmm. one yeah Um, but the body wash in the blue bottle on amazon it's i've never felt so clean in my life like it there's it's just something i don't use it every day but like twice a week on my rolls and it makes me just feel pristine Mm -hmm. it also like um, I want to say burns, but it does not like burns. It's T- it tingles. tingles. That's a better way to say it. It can burn if you like. So once in a while, I'll have like a rub like on mm, yeah. um, like my belly button area if I've been wearing pants that are a little too tight and it'll cause like a lot like a sore of some sorts that it can burn like a little bit like, yeah. if we're being honest. But it's also the antifungal doing its job, like right. healing it. So yeah. don't wear pants that are too tight. <laughs> that's the lesson learned from that <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a, wear that's pants a fair that, one wear pants that fit you <laughs> that's a good lesson actually uh-huh yeah yeah <laughs> size up if you need to it's not who cares about what the size says inside your pan exactly who cares <laughs> who cares <laughs> who cares um do you think love language is real um i think it is i think it's a good tool to use to like be to start communicating about like what your needs are i don't think like it's the end all be all but i think 
like it's good to know how your partner like receives love or like what they think is important to receive love and like how they give give love like we've said like I'm like an acts of service gift giver like it's easier for me or it's my initial response to do that instead of like give words of affirmation um so I think like a partner I'm with like if they it might be good for me to tell them or to they'll eventually notice I hope they notice but if that's not what they like like I dated someone who didn't like receiving things like he didn't like things he was a minimalist and I had to you know work around that a little bit and at first it really bothered me where he'd be like I don't want things and I'm like why are you saying you hate me but like it wasn't that it's like I learned like we switched it to like experiences and like stuff like that can't add to that because Nikki put it so eloquently um the person who asked this said that they value them all equally like the quiz told them and like I think all of us value all of those things Mm -hmm. it's just like what importance you place on them so if you put the importance on all of them that's okay too like, I wouldn't say that my love language is receiving gifts, but of course I... But I like, want one. Love, I want one, yeah. yeah I don't I want, want like, one. need the fanciest things in the world, but, like, if you want to get me a bag of gummy bears because you saw them at Target and you were like, she loves gummy bears, of course I'm going to love that. You're thinking of me. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Even, uh, a, even a meme is a gift at some point. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> if if they are sending memes that they think you think will be funny, yeah, I that- did see I did see a TikTok um, that said um, men usually send things that they think are funny, and we mm-hmm. as women like send things that we think they will enjoy. Mm-hmm. I did say that to someone, and they started sending me things that they think that I would like. Oh, good. Yeah, I, really. It's about communication. I, it really is. If you just tell them, yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, <laughs> I mean, some, if they don't, some. that's, yeah, they're not worth it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Question is, how do you know if it's love bombing or it's someone's personality where they just like get really excited about things? I think getting excited is different than, um, I mean, I think they can look alike because I've been in a love bombing relationship um, where I think we were both like love bombing each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it like stayed, you know, where I was like excited and the, for the other person it didn't. Um, so I think maybe some signs uh, would be like just moving things at such a rapid pace that it's like almost um maybe people around you are like that seems crazy like uh, we were going it was like we started we went on like three dates and we were boyfriend girlfriend like it was just like very very rapid fire and then it was like three or four months like moving in um I don't think that there are situations where that isn't a thing Uh and that you don't stay in love and that it all works out there's obviously stories where it happens but that's like um the exception not the rule right yeah. so i think it's just like looking out for stuff like that and then like just having conversations around yeah. it um because we were not doing that i was just like oh great yeah. you feel the same way like okay we're moving this along great awesome mm-hmm. yay you know i never really sat down and was like okay this is 
and thought like, okay, maybe he's just like love bombing you. Mm -hmm. I think if like on the first or second date, they're like talking about like extreme future things. That's like a major red flag. They were doing. Yeah. Like I had that guy that I went out with what was it last Christmas and I went on on the second day he was talking about like going on a like to this festival and like all of these things and then I never heard from him again mm-hmm. like when they act like you're in a partnership within spending four or five hours with them that like that that's a thing like to- I think that it's hard too because if you're into the person like you yeah. can get swept up in it too which I is I thought it was so great yeah, I did too. I was like, this is awesome. I found my like person. Mm-hmm. But then like cracks, you start seeing cracks. I mean, it, and the communication wasn't really there. So I think if you like have all those things and you guys are all on the same page and you're having those discussions where it's like true communication of like, this is how I feel and this is where this is. And like, um, that's great. I think that's different than love bombing. Love bombing is just like, plans 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 no actual discussion of what that could look like for the future and like how it's going to work there's no like real execution does that make sense yeah sort of there's like, no follow-through yeah exactly it's just a lot of or, no or if there is follow-through from your part because you're like okay let's do this and they're sort of like yeah yeah love bombed <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love bomb this is an advice question. Okay. Um, I fell in love with a Muslim man. He loves me, won't let me go, and wants me to convert. What would you do? Ugh. It's a super extremely personal choice. Very. I will say, though, that if I like was to fell in love with a Jewish man, and it was important for him, I would convert. But that's because I don't have a tie to a faith. So um, I would do that just so, because I know it would be important for kids to be Jewish. Oh, the same um, thing as... If, yeah. So it's so personal. Any religion. It's like, yeah, it's so personal. It's like you have to decide if you know your relationship with your god or like your faith is stronger than your relationship your your connection with him it's a hard one it's not it's not easy it's not easy in any sense yeah i mean i think that's very difficult Mm -hmm. to make that choice but i mean i think you need to like think about why converting feels like heavy for you and like mm -hmm. why like it, what is it about it that makes you not want to do it that won't let me go in it you've said you won't convert and you guys have decided to break up but he won't let you or like he always like you guys always find a way back to each other oh, i don't know also discuss with him why you wouldn't want to convert and maybe there's like just so many conversations maybe some couples therapy too because that's yeah. converting Oh, bigger in some senses the marriage you know yeah I think it's like actually sitting down and being like what is what are the reasons why I don't want to and then presenting those to them but it sounds awesome. like you've maybe had that conversation already so if you have then yeah I think like um I mean if you're very religious seeing your priest or rabbi or um 
you know, leader of your congregation, I think would be something to talk to them about because they might have insight to it as well. It also could be good to talk to the leader like of a Muslim faith so you can learn more about it from like a non-biased scenario. Yeah, like talk to someone who Mm -hmm. um, doesn't have any skin in the game. So maybe you don't want to see a therapist. I think seeing someone who leads the faith can be just as equally as good of a resource. Let's go a little lighter. How far would you consider long distance? I know what Nikki's answer is, and it's five miles. Um, <laughs> maybe less. <laughs> Do they live beside me? That's long distance. <laughs> um, man, I feel like my radius is so dependent on the person mm-hmm. um I remember when I was dating my ex like he lived pretty far away from me and I was like this is annoying <laughs> yeah um and he was in my city but then I've also dated people who live really far away and it wasn't as big of a deal but I I don't know I think that's a, that's a hard one yeah, I think when I, I think lived it depends in t- on the person. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Tampa, um, like the guy I was one of the guys I was in a relationship with, um, he was like an hour and a half away, um, with like on a good day, and that wasn't that that was nothing to me because I was used to driving 45, 50 minutes to go anywhere. Because when when you're in a driving town, it's a little different. It is different. Um, yeah. I think. So for me, like, I think out of Chicago would be long distance. Um, Like she was saying, she lived, dated somebody in Chicago and it was annoying. I think because I don't have a car. um, Yeah. Yeah. Like annoying for him too, because he had a car. So he had to do all of the driving. Like, that's not like you're not, it's not reciprocal. No. And it's so expensive, like to go Uber back and forth or train and like, it sucks to hop. And if they live on a certain side of a city, like public transportation isn't easy. Um, Well, he had a dog. So there's like, you know, you have to bring all the dog stuff and then like, so five miles sounds so stupid, but like really five miles this far in Chicago or in New York um, or LA. Uh, So in LA, yeah so like outside that's a driving town too yeah but traffic no that's what I mean like that would be horrible I know it's so hard but like I think what my last ex he was a five-hour train ride or car ride that that's truly long distance and I've done 2,000 miles as well um it, and it depends on the person you're with, but like, yeah, for me, long distance would be outside of the city right now. Mm-hmm. And I will not be getting into another long distance relationship <laughs> anytime soon. Two back to back is not a fun time. Yeah. Also, just it makes everything so difficult, mm-hmm. but I mean, it can be worth it. Yeah. It can be, 100%. We have a friend who's, like, doing one now, too. Or, oh, we talked about her on Fat Chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Our Jamie, who went to Greece with us, she, like, met a guy when she was home for Texas. And, like, they're trying to make it work. She lives in California. 
long distance can work. Just both parties have to make it want to work. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are some of the better sexual positions for bigger people? Man, this is so dependent on, um, this is a hard one. Mm -hmm. The answer for everybody. Curvy Guide to Sex. It's a book. Yes, yes. Buy it. So many different positions, but it is so dependent on people. Like our Facebook group right now, there was like a post about it and everybody's like, she's like, this position didn't work. And everybody's just saying, I love this. I love doggy. I love doggy. I love doggy. And she's like, I said it didn't work. (laughs) I'm like, she said it to like, poor girl. I know. It's, uh, that's hard. It's, um, because it's so different. Like Nikki and I also have very different like favorite sexual positions for our body types mm-hmm. and um because we have different like you know my proportions and proportions. also depends, yeah thank you it depends on the guy you're with and what they're working with mm-hmm. yeah like, but you're right we have a whole episode with a sex expert um l chase and um she actually wrote a book about uh like the best sexual positions and it's like hundreds of them so you could go through and try them with your partner um because like not everything is going to work for every single bigger body um like i don't have a butt so mm-hmm. i know that that like can affect some people when it, it comes does. To, <laughs> when it comes to sex so for me not as big of a de- like doggy and all that stuff is fine for me but mm-hmm. i don't know sometimes i get like um the belly so um some positions like aren't comfortable um like laying down mm. like just flat you know on my back mm-hmm. like, sometimes that can be uncomfortable is that why you, I, I still don't understand why you sleep on your stomach or how oh, you do it that's just because that's, that's how i've are. been doing it for my whole life okay <laughs> okay <laughs> and just sleep I don't know how that's difficult to understand. It it's not comfortable for boobs. For bo- yeah, I don't know for all of it. Yeah, don't you feel suffocated? No, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't sleep any other way. No, yeah. I'm very suffocated. As much as people hate on missionary, missionary can be great, like with a leg on the but shoulder. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes that's like uncomfortable yeah. for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, like because. Um, or if you're putting your legs up or something, like if you're mm-hmm. constricting the belly in any way that can like, you can mm-hmm. feel like really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So okay. being on your side, um, sitting on a chair, mm-hmm. having them a sit on a chair. piece of furniture. Yeah. Like reverse cowgirl. See, I, I don't like reverse. Ca- I don't like reverse cowgirl. Or so just, everybody or has just cowgirl. Own- yeah. Yeah, that's not what it's called, but just sitting on the person um, on a chair is really great Mm -hmm. or on a couch. Um, Just make sure it's sturdy. Yeah, sometimes beds are not great. Yeah, and then the liberator wedge is helpful or pillows, 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 elevate yourself. So yeah, that helps with the belly Mm -hmm. not being able to breathe thing. Yeah, so just like... Check out that episode or that book. It's really helpful. Oh, there are tips on writing or being sexy in the bedroom. That's a question. Do you have any tips for that? Feeling sexy? 
or yeah in writing so being on top man i mean okay so i think that it's it's very it's hard because it's like you gotta get out of your head Mm -hmm. i think so many people the reason that they don't like being on top is because they don't want them their partner seeing everything Mm -hmm. jiggling yeah the jiggle now everything is like based on your comfort level so if the jiggle is the issue um wear your bra you don't have to be fully naked like like a sexy like um nighty dress yeah Yeah. like you don't have to be fully naked if you don't want to be like Mm -mm. and if someone's pressuring you to be fully naked and you don't feel comfortable then you shouldn't be in that situation like Mm -hmm. uh, exit um or you know state why you want to be wearing it like wearing a bra is no big deal okay no also if you're in the dark nobody can see you i know i like being in the light and i know Nikki, yeah i i want to see everything okay yeah. i like seeing faces and i like um <laughs> knowing if you're enjoying it or not okay so <laughs> if you were um now being on top is really more enjoyable for us as women like most men don't really get a lot of um like friction from it it's more us so I just do what I want when I'm on top and it's for me it's like uh, this is about pleasing me not about pleasing you Mm -hmm. and that's like all I care about (laughs) yeah I like you have to go into it with that mindset because eventually they're gonna get something that they like we're all taking turns here and for me, being on top is something that, like, I enjoy and I like doing. Um, and that's why we're doing it. And it's for me. I If you don't like doing it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. If it's not for you, that's okay. Like, I feel very powerful and sexy when I'm on top now. It took me a long time to get there. But, like, it's something I really enjoy. But if you're dating somebody who only wants you to be on top and they're never going to put in any work run mm-hmm. speaking from personal experience <laughs> yeah i mean i guess obviously there's people there's there are men who probably do get something out of you mm-hmm. being on top and like that friction can be like a thing for them so mm-hmm. maybe they are like yeah this is you just be up there and ride or whatever most guys i've been with have told me the reason they like you being on top is because like it makes them last um because they don't really they're not coming from that often okay like is i guess you could get deep it just depends like where you are if you're on a like uh, for me on the bed i can't get as like low Mm -hmm. but if we're on a chair yeah it's so dependent yeah it's so dependent but yeah just wear something that makes you feel hot yeah and just go for it do what and you it, it, and do what makes you feel good. Don't worry about what's making them feel good because mm-hmm. if what makes you feel good is the point. So if they're if they want to move you, they'll move you. And if not, you get what you want out of it and then you move to a different position. Yeah. How would you feel if someone you were sleeping with or sexting with called your pee? And ask that. Like, I love your fat pee. Pussy. I, yeah. Are we, like, are we not saying the word? You're being no. weird about it. 
Well, she wrote <laughs> she she wrote it that way. I was so. like, since when do you not say pussy? I know <laughs> it made me. Well, I actually don't say pussy. You I don't, don't really love the word. No. Okay. Um. But she's like, so I guess they said, "I love your fat pussy. I love your fat ass." How like how would we feel about that? Go the ahead. word "your" is in there, so that for me, they're saying they love you something about me mm-hmm. um so that makes me feel a little better than if they just said i love a fat pussy i love a fat ass <laughs> right which has happened to me um i've yeah. been in the situation where i was in the middle of having sex and a guy was basically like i love fucking fat women and i was like <laughs> first of all i wasn't even comfortable being called fat at that mm-hmm. point in my life so it just like immediately like made me really uncomfortable um but second it was like a communal like i like to communally fuck fat women and it sort of was like cool well you're fucking me right now so that isn't cool um so overall just like not great experience there no but i i don't think i've ever had anyone call I don't have a fat ass so unfortunately (laughs) that's not something that someone's had to uh give that accolade to me but um i think yeah nikki's right if it's like for me personally i'm not sure that that would bother me i think maybe if it was something that made me uncomfortable because i wasn't comfortable with that body part at that point yes Mm -hmm. it would make me uncomfortable and i wouldn't like it um now i know it's like easier said than done but communicating Mm -hmm. that to your partner or the person you're sleeping with is the best way to get them to stop doing that um though again i was in that situation and i did not do that so i understand that it's difficult but if it's someone that you actually care about and you want to continue seeing or dating tell them that if it's someone that you just met and it makes you uncomfortable i i don't think that's worth pursuing no that that was something i was going to say like it's it's different if it's like somebody you're with and like you're communicating with and you like trust that's them saying that to you feels so much different than like a stranger or a rando Mm -hmm. like I get messages and I feel disgusting after like like I want to just shower and like yeah crawl in a hole so if you're not ready to receive that and it makes you feel that way that's totally normal I would just yeah communicate if you can or run you can run too that's fine but I wouldn't be offended if, like, my boyfriend or somebody I was dating said that to me and we were on that basis. Like, I had an ex tell me he liked my back rolls and that freaked me out at first. Like, he wanted to grab onto them. And then I realized, like, he actually did like them. Like, mm-hmm. he liked holding on to them because I was like, okay, that, like, it was uncomfortable at first. But then I realized, like, actually what was happening and, like, it wasn't a weird, a weird thing. What's your first line? on bumble these days nikki i don't have a first line right now um i'm really trying to look at their profiles and go from something from that yeah i'm doing that too because if they don't have anything in their profile then you're not worth my time yeah exactly or unmatching because like this isn't i can't do nothing with nothing and if you're not putting in an effort then no thank you um so yeah I, I'm not doing I'm doing the same thing where it's like if I see something in your profile and I feel like there's a connection that I'm gonna write like something mm-hmm. cutesy hopefully 
Yeah, I, I to be honest, I'm not really sending many messages uh, at the moment. Um, I, I, I've sent none. Um, but in the last week, uh, <laughs> so um, but I, that's like my plan is I'm not just yeah I'm not just swiping to send a random like truth or dare or you know what's your fit if you were a cocktail or if you were yeah I don't think that those are bad especially if you Mm -hmm. find it hard to put together something for everybody I think having one opening line is fine um just make it something that you like to talk about Mm -hmm. um and then go from there I liked doing the um like fuck marry kill but doing it with something like inanimate objects yeah because then it's something that you care about like food like burgers pizza taco and then you can kind of go from there and it's also a good starting point to be like okay we should get tacos sometime because we both love tacos like that's a Mm -hmm. great one because it's low risk (laughs) yeah you know Mm -hmm. and then you guys can both just start talking about something you both like that's kind of lame right yeah it's like fun and casual like if it could be like yeah there it's low stakes yeah it doesn't need to be super serious because i think like all we see all these people on tiktok with these like super creative like opening lines or they're like doing these like wild crazy like creating storylines and like hoping that the guy goes with it and you're like i don't know it's just it's a lot and it can be Mm -hmm. overwhelming i don't put too much stake in the game because i think the what you'll get out of it is probably be disappointing um i would just start with some low stakes stuff yeah um speaking of uh, dating profiles somebody just wants us to talk about dating apps and profiles again they just joined a few apps and they need help i would stick to one app first of all multiple Mm -hmm. apps is a lot for your brain to process like you can only put so much effort into something. So why not put all effort into one thing and then you can do your best possible at that. Also, a lot of the guys are all on the same app, all on the, like, true. all of the apps. I, um, there's a new app or I don't even know if it's new, but it was sent to me. It is like, it's called fruits. Okay. And, yeah. And it's an app where basically you, there's like four fruit emojis and like you put in, you put one of those on your profile to signify actually what you're looking for. It's like you're looking for like your other half. You're looking for like, you know, wine dates and fun, but no one night stands. You're looking for friends with benefits. And then you can also say you're looking for one night stand, like just hookups. Okay. Um, I went on there. Same guys I'm seeing on like Hinged <laughs> okay. who are saying that they're looking for relationships. These guys put on there that they are looking for friends with benefits. Really? Yeah. Wild. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. Not surprising. I deleted it. One night of it was enough to see that. Cool. Um, yeah. But like, so I see a lot of the same guys that are on Bumble on Hinge. And so just pick one, pick, pick what gives you the best vibes and go from there yeah and use photos that are full body like you can also do like one selfie one selfie is fine yeah i think mm-hmm. we both have like one selfie mm-hmm. um but i think like make and they don't have to be full full body i guess like half of your body i would have one at least full body and then like some half i like to have photos with friends 
um, mm-hmm. so that you can see like what my body looks like against another. Um, that's like my preference. You don't have yeah. to do that. I don't do that because I hate when guys have photos. All their photos are just with friends. Well, yeah, I only have one, but yeah, I think but like the- for me, that's important because I want you to see that I have friends. I don't know. I that hate when guys friends. don't have pictures with friends. Cause I'm like, Oh, so you don't have friends. So yeah. many men don't have friends and it drives me wild. I know. Um, it's like, how, how are you getting any emotional release at all? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, and I would pick ones that make you feel most confident in yourself and mm-hmm. um, and be putting those up. Also, recent. Make sure that they're recent. Mm-hmm. Um, within like within, six months. Yeah. Six to eight months. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the most important stuff. Prompts. Um, I, I, would d- make... I do like Hinge because there's vi- you can do videos on Hinge. Yeah. I, th- I like Hinge more, too, because you can do a lot more with it and they I think their prompts are better um and like you can do that um polls now polls you can do a voice yeah Yeah. I think they're all like hinge is just like really upgraded what you can do on your app to like make sure you can see like a full personality Mm -hmm. and I would just make sure that you're showing your full personality um oh and photos of you smiling yeah with teeth with teeth yeah i, I know. don't swipe on guys that guy oh that guy you and i were talking about the other last night i it really bothered me he wasn't showing his teeth mm. in any like in any like he was half smiling yeah and i'm like i just want one i did go out with that guy who didn't show his teeth at all and then he ended up having rotten teeth so like right. maybe that's a trigger for me but like one teeth photo yeah that's like fair. It doesn't even have to be full cheese, just like half cheese too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know you have them. Yeah. Maybe guys don't care about that. And, no, I, and I think it just makes you look more um approachable. Approachable. And I yeah. I know that we hate like being told to smile mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but it is your one one way to show your personality is through this tiny little bit of information so why would you not want you to be shown in the best light possible yeah Yeah. something i'm also seeing a lot on tiktok is that like girls are posting their profiles and like and all these girls are like saying it's great it's great i think but a lot of times i I look at it and i'm like that profile was made like for other girls you know what i mean yeah it was like it's like very like girly and like very curated and I think, like, it doesn't have to be as serious. You know how we get upset when guys' profiles look like they're curated for dudes? I, like, think a little bit about who you're, like, who you're trying to attract. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, when I we first started doing the podcast, I remember I had something about, like, Dancing with the Stars in my profile. And Nikki was like, that's dumb. Like, take that out. because But you're she was not wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, like, multiple shows you watch, but it was, like, mainly about this one niche thing. It was, like, like most only men, about Yeah, most men don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Or if they do, they're married. And they're um, not going to, yeah, admit it that they, like... Or they won't gonna... admit it, yeah. It was just, yeah. like, be more... Like, if your profile is all about, like, Housewives and Bachelor and all this stuff, a lot of men do watch those shows because of their exes maybe they don't want to talk about that yeah you know like i think there's just like a lot of nuance there so yeah, that looks like you're looking for a tv buddy not like a partner i mean i am 
I am looking for a TV bunny. <laughs> a friend. A friend. I, well, <laughs> yeah, actually. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds nice. Uh, uh, we actually do, um, on our Patreon, we have um, a service. It's $50 for the month to help you put together your profile. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, you can like downgrade from 50 to 10 the next month or a dollar or whatever. Um, but we do have a service where we can walk through your profile with you and like recommend um, different prompts or photos. And we did have someone do it and they did actually end up meeting someone. So mm-hmm. um, let's do one more question. Okay. Hi, I love you both. This isn't about dating, but it's about body shaming at work. Comments from higher ups. Have you ever had to deal with it? I am now and I'm shocked by it. I've never been body shamed for my size, but I have been shamed um, for my clothes. Mm. I worked in a really um, stuffy corporate job and... I was told multiple times that my hair, I should cut my hair because it was too long. It was making me look really young um, and that I should wear less bright clothing, um, that I was skewing young. And that's why people weren't, I was trying to get a job, a different job in the company and it like wasn't working. And they were like, oh, it's because people think like you're young. And, and so I was like, they didn't why? respect you. Yeah. I was like, I don't see why that should be a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I did mean this girl and I, I thought she was a lot older than me. Um, but she was like, yeah, I completely changed my whole look. And like, I did start getting promotions and she's like, and I talk differently too. So I was like, this is not for me. I'm out skis. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was told like multiple times by multiple people and by women, it was mostly women telling me that Mm. not men. So, and I, it was like shamey, but not, it was like, they were trying to give me advice, but it was it just didn't feel good or it felt mm. icky, you know? Yeah. And it was unsolicited um, advice. Yeah. For me, it was a situation where I was like, this just isn't it the environment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that that is not the same when you can't change your body. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and you might not have the option to like leave your company. Um, so uh, that's really hard. I don't, I feel like I need more. More. Yeah. Information about like what they're actually saying. Yeah, I so I've been in multiple jobs that have shamed me about my body. Um, and I think the first job, it was when I was in radio, and I think that they thought they were helping me and, like, being supportive. Um, like, we did a weight loss challenge where I weighed every single week on air. Um, mm. But it's, like, ne- like, I allowed it to happen. So... I well, like, but I, I mean, I I allowed weight like the discussion of my weight for seven years in radio, um. But it's because I like I yeah I I I regret some of the, how vulnerable I let things happen and I let people talk about my body. Um, I was also in yeah, but you weren't okay to give you some, like you weren't in a position of power no that's what I I was in a position of power and I thought that's what I had to do yeah so I don't like you letting it happen isn't really like the same thing like you didn't really let it happen yeah those people took advantage of you 
they did ask me if I wanted, and then, I, but I started using it to get airtime. Yeah, like I yeah, get, I, I get, yeah. I get that you like took an opportunity. I took so an you, opportunity. You feel like you made that choice, mm-hmm. but you kind of didn't. Yeah, but then it followed me through my career, and every station I went on, they felt like they were able to talk about me being fat, or you know make comments about what I was eating or, you know, different like things like that. Um, But it's also happened to me outside of radio as well. Um, And it wasn't, it's not higher ups, it's other employees who feel like they can make comments about, you know, sexual comments about my hips or my butt or different things. And I have reported those to my higher ups. So if you feel like you're in a position where you can, there's two options. You could say to your higher up, that's not appropriate. Please don't speak to me that way. Like that, like, let's keep this professional. If you feel confident enough that and comfortable enough that you can say something to them just to shut it down um, or like come back at them. If they make something, a comment about your weight, you can come back at them about being so thin. I don't know. Like if you want to combat it that way or going to a person above them or HR, like confiding in somebody might be the next option for you. Yeah. I would go into the, if you are going to talk to HR um, or someone in a position of power, just know that there could be retaliation. Yeah. Or the outcome could be not what you want it to be. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had friends in situations where it's like, um, you know their bosses are not being great to them or even sexual advancements that weren't mm-hmm. wanted not being taken seriously so um, you know there's always that it, I think you have to really trust someone to yeah, you have and to- HR should be creating that environment mm-hmm. um, but at the same time HR is also there to protect the company unfortunately that's right that's unfortunately yeah so I think like um, just knowing in your mind that it could not go the way you wanted to mm-hmm. is important so that you aren't disappointed when that happens yeah but having it on the record is great very important mm-hmm. so yeah especially if you want to sue later <laughs> yes um 30 seconds go best sex story we can't end that way we can't okay end that okay way. the best um, sex story okay the best some of the best sex I've ever had is um, one night stands and one night I met this guy. He was a friend of a friend and we met and we danced like all night. And then he came back to my place and we had sex like three times. It was like one of the only times I've ever come from sex. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great. And I, I loved it. Best sex I've had is like with an ex because I was like comfortable with somebody, but the most empowering sex I had was last January, last time I had sex, um, that week long sex relationship with that guy who ended up moving and like seeing him five nights in a row. And then just like doing all the things, like everything you could, like that was very empowering for me. Um, so wait, both of ours were sex with strangers. It's there's, there's less like I mean, I've had really bad sex with strangers, too. Yeah, I have to. So yeah. just, like, to put that out yeah. there. But this was, like, one of those, like, kismetty. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you want to try dirty talk, do it with a stranger. 
if you don't see them again, you don't see them again. Like there's, you can, it's a great way to experiment with things mm-hmm. and like get comfortable with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. That week long of sex was good. <laughs> that was probably one of the first times I like got on top and I was just like, this is for me. Mm-hmm. Bitch. I, I sat on a space that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've he, never done that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was good. I, I saw I saw I a TikTok and it was like, if you're not horny, you're not healthy, meaning mentally healthy. So what? <laughs> what about people who are asexual? Oh, besides asexual. Besides, she did put in that. She did put the we'll take that part out. But um <laughs> yeah, the TikTok, I saw it this morning. It was funny. I was like, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much for all your questions. I said that weird, didn't I? You said like me. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. And we will talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe Bat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe Bat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.